Remember the good old days when every party carried a 10-foot pole? You assumed every chest was a mimic, and the finale of every campaign was an apocalyptic battle against the demon prince at the gates of the abyss? Well, those days are back. On this podcast, we don't waste your time with cookie-cutter scenarios, ho-hum campaign settings, or NPCs asking you to kill the rats in their cellar. No! Each episode is 100% old-school high adventure, with monsters spawned in a nightmare, traps straight out of Grimtooth, and chaos portals that could hurl you into a thousand insane worlds. This is Mighty D. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mighty Deeds, a podcast of high adventure. My name is Glenn. I'm your judge for this session. And joining me around the table are... Jason, playing Nigel, the dwarven cleric. Sully, playing um, Albert, the elven elf. Luke, playing Abramovich, the barbarian. Carl, playing Arena. Beyond the door (laughs) is a wide corridor running north and south. Okay. Mm-hmm. The passageway is crowded with much stouter and more numerous pine trees. Of course. Like those previously encountered, the trees grow from the ancient stone flooring and walls of this 20-foot wide chamber. These evergreens, almost seemingly more robust and numerous, and numerous are pallid teal, as if they've spent their entire life cycle beneath a cloudless, sunless sky. The scent of pine tar is thick in the air, and globs of pine sap spot the corridor's floor. So you open the door and like the smell of, of pine salt just assaults you in the face. It's a hallway crowded with trees that goes left and right. Hey, there's a hallway in here that goes left and right. Anywhere you want to go? Do we see anything if we look down the hallway? Yeah, trees. Lots of trees. Yeah, I mean, you can't see through the trees. They're so tightly oh. packed. Numerous. So numerous. <laughs> And numerous. Mr. Curtis, I like your story that you've written. It's wonderful. Thank you very much. I mean, I mean, the story's I, written fine. I wouldn't be playing it if I didn't think it was great. Like it's great. The, the but there story were, is fine. He was obviously in a hurry. And he's just like, turn numerous. this one out. Do you guys order your dwarf to go left or right? <laughs> yes. What do you order your slave dwarf to do? <laughs> left. Now, well, we're going left, I guess. Let's do left. So you start going left, uh, going directly around right? the... That, that's, hold on. Oh, that's right. Okay. I feel like I smell like a P- lot of air fresheners. PCs moving directly down the hallway automatically come into contact with the sap. Uh, of course I do, because I am a sap. Mm-hmm. Sap drains heat from living creatures upon contact, inflicting 1D points of damage. Of course it does. Of course it does. So you brush up against a tree, and the sap is so cold, you take two points of damage and have to roll a DC 12 fortitude saving throw. Of course I do. Let me get out my poo dice. (laughs) See how this poo... Oh, a 20 on the dice. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. Suck it. You've got deep reserves of fortitude. Yes, apparently. You took two points of damage. Of course. Uh, by the way, guys, don't touch the sap. It's a cold, and it'll drain the life Where's from your very vessels. It's it, All the trees are just gooey, Losing sappy sap-y. messes. There's sap on the floor. And, and there's like, no way to go around them? We just you have would have to make a DC 10 reflex saving throw okay. to pass through the passage without getting any Let's sap on you. And that's either direction? Yes. I make it. I wish I was offered this. Yeah. Well, because, you know. Yeah, no, because oh, I was yeah. told to go You're first. the crash test dummy, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a not a pass. You did not pass? That's correct. I passed. I did not pass. Okay. You take three points of damage. Yes. I told you not to touch it, elf. Yeah, elf. And you have to make a DC 12 fortitude saving throw. I thought it was 10. That's a fail. It's a DC t- 10 reflex saving throw to avoid touching the trees. It's a DC okay. 12 once you touch the sap. I thought I, um... You begin shivering oh. uncontrollably, imparting a negative two penalty on all rolls until your core temperature is raised to normal levels. Can okay. I use a point of sovereign fire to... Raise his core temperature? Oh, wait a minute. Core temperature. You feel in your heart that you could probably warm yourself up by using your sovereign fire. Well, Do you spend a point? Yes. Okay, you warm your core temperature up. You're okay. okay. But you still took two damage. You guys go north? Yes. You're still punished. 
You're still punished dice, so stay there's there. A, there's a big set of double doors at the end of the hallway. Do you guys go through? Yes. Bum, 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 bum. Final in encounter. Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, we should have gone the other way. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Gimbo North the Gnome here. While the lad's set up for combat, here's a quick reminder. Have you ever wished you could see the maps, handouts, artwork, and epic tabletop terrain from the lad's adventures? Well, now you can. Simply follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MightyD'sPod. Enough talk to battle! Behold! The old god himself. He has horns. He has horns. He's and an hooves. eight-legged centaur giant. Get he's, he's He's got the body of an eight-legged horse, and then he's body like a centaur of, on top. A body of an eight-legged horse. Because that's just... He's got a great big spear. He's got a couple cor- horns on the top of his head. And now I must on. read... A wave of power, like static electricity of an, of an imminent thunderstorm rolls over you as you open this door. Beyond is a large space filled with corpulent pine trees growing from the broken stone. The air here is cold and ominous, a, a portent of calamity. Among the dense greenery, you see fashioned stones, carved columns, and what appear to be the edge of a platform or You spy shimmering colors deep within the grove, flickering illumination as if from the northern, as if the northern lights hide within. (laughs) (laughs) If there ever was a wrong room moment, this would be that moment. So at the other end of the room is Loptir himself, or (laughs) Japtar himself. Japtar! He sees you guys, he's got this great big spear, and Carl, you can react before... He makes his first action. What do you I do? I feel like we can talk him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even funnier would be Luke's character. Oh, wrong room. <laughs> How successful would I be if I got close enough to fire an arrow with his horns? Okay. <laughs> Why did you go try and talk to him? You're right. I got a high stat and personality. I'm willing to take that chance. Antlers can be targeted by a mighty deed of arms or by precise attacks. Negative four penalty to hit. If I, well, no matter, I need to get closer, don't I? I mean, no, but uh, it would definitely be better if you do. Okay, so you run up and fire his horns with your crossbow. Yes. Okay. okay. 13. 13 I mean, is a miss. Thing, though. Uh, I don't really care. It, all right, it's cocked. Thing. It's cocked. Reroll it. 13 is fine. No, it's not. It's better than that. Well, you know. A one. Okay, so so it was a 13 then. Okay. All right. Uh, you still my turn. seems a lot like advantage. <laughs> this guy runs forward to attack you. Okay. This guy is going to shoot at Abramovich. The one that runs up to you misses you. Okay. The one that shoots at, at Abramovich misses him. Okay. Uh, you've got a crossbow. You've got two-handed sword. Mm-hmm. I got a cudgel. Okay. He starts charging down and... <laughs> Trips on the last stair. <laughs> yeah, right. Roll 3d6 and see if we can get less than agility. Too, too many feet. Too Roll. many footies. Roll agility on those stairs there, yeah. eight-footer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you need to roll a d6 for every he, foot he has. He can, only, he can only go upstairs. He can't go downstairs like a cow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is that true? Yes, cows cannot yeah, go yeah. downstairs. Hey, Jason, roll a d20 for me. Yay, 17! All right. Oh, uh, 17 okay. Okay, that makes sense. plus 8 is 25. Ooh. He falls to his death. Nice! He kills all of us. Rocks okay, all does anybody else have wooden items? I mean, you have a cudgel, um, right? I th- it's a metal I mean, cudgel. It is not a metal cudgel. You don't know what kind of cudgel it is? It didn't say it was wood? Probably my shield, Are because my- I do have a shield. Um, but I can't use iron. That, oh. Hmm. Or, or steel. I, have, I, I guess I like wooden weapons? No. Yeah. Okay. Are my crossbow bolts yeah. wooden? Well, your crossbow is. Okay. All right. So the crossbow, the shield, and the cudgel all sprout long, sharp thorns that inflict D6 plus caster level of damage to anyone carrying, wearing, or otherwise touching the affected object. The key... The, Carried object is automatically dropped. The affected targets cannot be larger than a spear or shield. Magical wooden ap- objects are unaffected. So, D6 plus caster level. I cast it at fourth level. So, Carl, you take... Is a spear or shield. Eight. Can't be larger than a shield. Larger than a shield. Yeah. You take the maximum, nine. Oh. 
He's dead. I'm dead. Yeah. You go down from nine hit points? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, They're really effing close. I will destroy you, devil of calamity. I'm going to run forward, and can nice I get words. to this yeti? Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to attack the yeti. Okay. Don't worry about the red cap. I'll deal with him. How far away from me is this gun? 30, 60. 70 feet? Okay, thank you. 10. 10's uh, a miss. Yep. Uh, Michael, you're up. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not up. Uh, Does that mean he's dead? Wait, where's Jason? Okay. Right there. Keep shoving me off. Jason, what do you do? So next uh, I try and lay on hands. Okay. Lift up his codpiece and what? start working. I mean, that's disgusting. All I know. Are so well, you know, that's the kind of dwarf I am. Is that a 14? No, that is a 19. Oh, yeah, fine. It's fine. You have it's three fine. dice. Enjoy. Hasta lasagna. Don't done. get any on you. 12. Nice. Nice. You finally rolled good when it counts. All right, you pop back up. Is that max for you as well? Look at that. Amazing. And uh, I'm going to let you go. Oh, that's very nice of you. You didn't get to go while you were down, so I changed your initiative order. Now you get to go. I'm going to spend five sovereign fire points. Okay. Turn into a form of fire. Nice. I'm going to move 60 feet. Nice. Eh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Eh? And I'm going to cast Flaming Hands. Nice. And wait, doesn't that give you um like a bonus to your fire spells if you're in fire form? Three I can spend a fire point. Spell burning except the point is deducted from the sovereign pool instead of a scores. So yes, I can spend more sovereign fire. More sovereign fire. Let's go for it. All three. To, to empower your spell. Right. Okay. So we're gonna do it. Spend three, puts me at zero for my spell. I have a question about this. Sure. He's well, in fire form. He correct? is. Does he have to go around things? He can fly. He can fly. He can fly? Like what? Like you want to see if he can fly through the Yeti on his way? Eh, why not? I mean, it's probably flammable. He's got covered in fur. Michael? Would you fly near the Yeti enough to set his fur up ablaze? He can fly, he can fly, he can fly. Don't worry about the Yeti. I think that would have, I mean, I I like the plan. I want to say that as a player, I like the plan. Okay, so but you do I'm, it. Yeah. Okay. 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 So make a make a flyby attack. Okay. Um, okay. Like the sovereign fire attack thing. Okay, but this woman around. This woman no, my turn. That's what he said. No, it's just a flyby. It's a freebie. It's a fifteen. It's a hit. It's sixteen on the dice. Okay. Now roll your dice to see if he's blazed. What is that? Searing touch? That's a... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like you get to use searing touch for free when you turn into fire, so I'm letting him do it as a flyby attack. <laughs> okay. That's six damage. Okay, which is double because he's a yeti. So it's 12 um, damage. I mean, he's still going to Oh, no, up. no, I'm sorry. Uh, seven damage. So 14. Okay, so he started with 20, and you did 14? Yes. So he's down to eight. Wait a second, he had 20, and he did 14? That's six. I don't know how you get eight. Okay. I'm going to also do uh, three three points of spell burn. Okay. Oh, he's waste, using the rest of his sovereign pot. Four points of spell burn. Yeah, you want, to, you want to make it count, man. You're using up all your sovereign fire. Might as well spell burn, too. Well, four points of spell burn plus the three points of the sovereign fire. So that's a plus seven on this roll. Seven, Come on, Michael. Seven Come on. on no roll. whammies. No whammies. Uh, it's a 14. That's good. Spell produces a blast of fire that burns a single target within range for 1d6 points of damage. Oh, it's a 14 total? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, four points. And doubled is? Eight. 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 Okay. He has Which many more than that. I believe makes the best casting of fire hands that I've ever done. By that the way. just ever good. Just, yeah, usually it's just... You fail and lose the spell. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Carl, it, it is your turn. I'm going to spend five points of Sovereign Fire. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go into Form of Fire. Form of Fire, uh-huh. Okay. You're going to attack the Yeti on your way by. I'm going to attack the Yeti on my way by. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope, uh, other one, other one, other one. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so I'm just going to roll a d20, right? Sure. Uh, That's yeah, cool. it has a 15 armor class. You're, you're fine. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d6. It has six hit points left. Seven. It's dead. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit for four. Uh-huh. 
Double, double is that's so eight. It's dead. So it's dead. Okay. My go. No, All right. no, 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 no. He, that was a no, 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 that's right. That, that, was just fly that was just your flyby. Sorry. Fly Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna cast uh, Searing Touch again. <laughs> Guess what? This uh, oh this red cap's like wrong room. <laughs> okay. I had a seventeen. Uh, that hits the old god. I rolled a four. Four. That's fine. Damage. Okay, five. So four. Six, five. Six. Twelve. Seven. Seven. Fourteen. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty-two. Okay. Uh, yeah, he roars in anger and pain. All right. Uh, he breathes out a. Freezing blast. Does it say while you're in fire form yes. you take? Oh, Double you, damage. really? Yeah. Double damage. Nice. Well, wait a minute. It only lasts for one round, though, right? Two rounds. Two rounds. Ooh, mm-hmm. so sorry, we'll guys. Corey, we'll take it. Could you um, cancel fire form? Like, not they couldn't do it to save themselves, but like, could you cancel fire form? I don't know. I think so. All right, Michael. Here's the deal. The whole fight comes down to this dramatic moment. Okay. So. I'm about to use a power that is effectively the reverse of flaming hands. Okay. You can counter it. You can counterspell me with flaming hands. If somebody has flaming hands, they can counterspell my spell as I'm unleashing it. All right. So (laughs) you're going to roll a 20-sided die like you're casting the spell. Right. I Can I spell burn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. I have a plus five on my check. It's like a wizard duel. It is. It is a wizard's duel. Wizard duel. So. <laughs> wizard duel. I've only got duel. a plus five on my check. Hold on a second. Only. Well, I mean. He's I, an old god. He should have a plus five. I know, right? He should. I mean. Of course, granted, this also shouldn't be really a first level adventure, but hey, whatever. Baba, give me a baba My spell check fails. <laughs> oh, so I'm I didn't even cast the spell. It's I'm completely wasted. Like, I. Yeah, he he like opens his mouth no, like this, no, and, and just like a little <laughs> comes out of his mouth. <laughs> He's like, oh, "Sorry, guys, rusty at this. Yeah, sorry, yeah. haven't met a lot of adventurers in a long. It's been a few centuries <laughs> since I had to use my attack. All right, um. Let's see. I got. I got to do something. I got to trample you guys or something. How oh, you oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. messed I mean, up your attack? But I haven't moved. Maybe he. Oh, I let. Okay. I let you guys do a do a flyby attack. Yeah, but so but we're floating. Stomp you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are floating. You'd have to like physically hit us. <laughs> I mean, you can move. He can move back up. The, oh, he can't move back up the stairs. He it's can move oh, no. to the side. <laughs> well, he can turn around and go yeah, up. Yeah, he can yeah. Try, yeah. <laughs> he'd have to. He'd have to turn around though. No. Luke, you're up. No. All right, Luke. I'm not. I'm not close enough to get up and attack in the same round. Right. 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 I mean, you are if you sovereign fire, fire like sovereign everybody else fire. did. You know, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it could kill all three of you in the next round. Yes. And yes. you and you also <laughs> confirmed that I could cancel sovereign fire. Oh, that's why you were asking. So um, I'm gonna. Say, you said yes. Well, show me the paperwork. It doesn't say that you can. It doesn't but say, it doesn't that, you say can. that you can't. It just says it lasts for two rounds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How would you cancel it? Yeah, I think you're trapped in fire form. No. For the two rounds. I think you're trapped for the two rounds. I think you're stuck two rounds. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I believe that... Do enough damage. Since it specifically it, it won't matter. two rounds. Okay. Yeah. Well, damage. to be fair, it's going to go Michael again, and then That's it's right, yeah, yeah. They me. both are in fire form, and they get more attacks before it's up. So just right. fly up there and do your ding. Okay. Do it. I mean, if you all don't right. want to, by all means, only do it if you want to. Do I mean, it. I can't. I can't even use my right hand. Or this searing touch ability. Or and there's always the I or. Mean, you could just run over there and attack the red cap. You could attack <laughs> the red cap. No. I mean, it's kind of lame at this point. <laughs> but he's like, hey guys, uh, no! <laughs> I see your red cap. I'm coming for you. What do you do? Right room. after I, I say you're searing touch. <laughs> okay. Electric potato. <laughs> Or whatever you're sailing over there, yelling over there. <laughs> Ichi potato. Yeah, electric potato. Uh, nine. That's a miss. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Jason. Jason or, or Nigel, as he likes to go by. Uh, yes. He will try and heal himself because okay. he's down half and he says, I don't have a fire form that I can turn into like these pagan. Arena says, why don't you heal yourself? <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta do what I you say. <laughs> Success. Success. Yay. All right. Dick. Carl. No. Michael. Not Carl. Michael. Oh, sorry, Michael. That's okay. Yeah, I like that power so much. That feeling of energy just flowing through him. Yeah. I was feeling really great. I want to do that again. And he's going to spell burn again. He's spell burning nine points. Nice. What, what are you down to in each of your I'm physicals? Well, nines. All You're all to nines? Yep. Oh, you're fine. The physicals are nines. You're oh, fine. fine. I mean, that's fine. Spell burning nine points. Uh-huh. Flaming hands again. I swear to God, I will throw you into the trash if you do not pass this time. Do you understand? Should I should I go get a hammer and show it the hammer? Yes, yes. Take a hammer. Plus nine. Oh, 19 total. Oh, nice. 19. No. 20. 20 total. Okay. Spell produces a blast of fire that burns up to three targets within range for 1d6 plus caster level points of damage. Can you burn the same target three times? No. Uh, five. He is very badly hurt. He is about to go back to the dark plane which spawned him. Carl! Uh, okay. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll for, uh, Searing Touch. Searing Touch? Can Come on. he do it? 13, 14. <laughs> yes, he can. Oh, we'll find out in a second. 14 misses. Oh, it seems like you should use that luck, luck. right about now. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use a point of luck. Okay. There you go. That's a hit. 18. That's a hit. Seems Come on, like that Carl. would do it. Five. Six. Wait, it's Plus strength. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Yeah. Which is how many I had. Doubled. 16. 16. You have killed the old Woo-hoo! god himself. Good job, guys. All right. Carl, there's no time to find out how much experience points you get because all the kids are going to die in the trees. Good job. No, 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 no. Because we get to level two? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not that. Okay, no. All right, we killed the old god. I stopped being a flame person when I landed and did that spell, and then Carl did his. And when Chaptar is slain, a yes. burst of silent, concussive force erupts from his body. The blast produced two effects, one of which you don't know about. Secondly, the force causes great fractures to appear in the snow and surrounding ice. A slow rumble begins to grow as slabs of ice begin sloughing off the drifting iceberg, plummeting to the ground below. Fissures appear in the floor and walls of the hall, and it's evident that the party has but a short time to escape before the iceberg disintegrates! Well, what are we supposed to do? It's not, I mean, it's not we gotta like run. an amulet that's gonna cause another um, fall on one person. What do you guys do? So we, I mean, I'll have to run. Nice to see you. Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mind if I borrow that amulet real quick? That's a good question. Can I feather fall with people on me? No. Oh, of course not. Well, that would make sense. Because that would make sense. Fleeing the area back to area. So you guys run back to area one one. Absolutely sure. Fleeing back to that. The entry. Okay. Fleeing back to Area 1-1 requires each PC to make a DC-8 reflex saving throw. Probably not. Come on, DC-8? DC-8. Failure! Failure! Failed! Did anybody get a 1? Failure! I rolled a 2. And then I got a 14. I rolled a 4. I rolled a 19. Okay. All right. Luke, you take 3 points of damage. Carl, you take 2. Um... Regardless of success or failure, the PCs reach the courtyard as the iceberg begins disintegrating under their feet. So now you've made it. You you come out of the ziggurat, right? You're on top of the iceberg. Yes. And it's just falling apart all around you. What do you guys do? The floating iceberg that got us here? Yes. The floating iceberg that the ziggurat was in is starting to break apart and you see chunks of ice. like still in the sky. Is there anywhere we could like jump off to or like... Uh, well, there's a 500-foot pl- plunge to Earth that's imminent, but you could run down the stairway to lessen how far you have to fall. Oh, yeah, a good 450 feet ought to be uh, survivable. No, it's it's like hun- the the thing is 400 feet. All right, I... The stairway. Sure. Okay. So, uh, yeah, how sure. close... Was this like, a, like right next to the ground? 
It's dragging. dragging. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's like jumping <laughs> the, up. Ice, the floating iceberg is now dragging. It's, yeah, it's like jumping up. A it's gone down this entire time. We were miles okay, in the sky, we, but now yeah, it's right next year. We run to the stairs and try and yeah. get okay. the stairs. Okay. Who has the best luck? I might. Have I have a 12. 17? 15. 15. All right. The character with the best luck has to start making su- successive, successful checks for every hundred feet you're going to go down the steps. Oh, First roll. Good job. What are we making rolls? You roll a d20 and trying to get a 17 or less. Okay. Success? Success number one. That's a hundred feet. Success. 200 feet. You guys are charging down the steps. Things are breaking around you. Success. All right. So you get down to the ledge where the... Um, the original guard was where there was a fire. You guys uh-huh. remember this? We yes. first got on the iceberg. You're still quite a ways up. Pieces are falling. Chunks are breaking off. You guys can see the way down. What do you do? Jump. And we're a hundred feet. for a bird. A large bird. We're a hundred <laughs> feet. Fools. Yes, you're a hundred feet up. Come on, are you? Denthar. Denthar, is this thing on? Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> I need a large bird. Is it like starting to crumble and fall or is it disintegrating? Okay. Abramovich notices that the pieces that are falling off are not just like falling full speed. These big pieces are breaking off and sort of floating down. And you think it might be possible to break your fall by jumping to a falling piece and then jumping to another falling piece as it disintegrates. I hate these in video games. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the deal. It makes my guts twist. Leave Rock, and then I'm just... I'm going to look for a good piece to jump to. Do it. Right. So okay, hold on, hold on. roll 3d6. Divine aid. Clerics may request divine intervention from their deity. There is a spell check DC associated with different kinds of divine aid. Simple requests are granted rather easily. The judge may assign the DC on an ad hoc basis. Before you call for divine intervention, yes. now, that you, now that Abramovich is yelling there's a way down, are you going to wait and see if how many of us die before? We well, you could you could ask for divine intervention at the last moment as somebody starts to fall. Oh, sure. Then you can uh, hold that in reserve. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll hold it in reserve in case oh. you guys fall to your death. All right, gonna, this is awesome. I'm gonna slip a DNR card in my pocket. <laughs> Just let me go. There is a single chance for survival. The lingering hyperborean magic contained within the iceberg causes several large chunks of ice to maintain a falling. A failing mystical buoyancy, drifting slowly to the earth after breaking loose from the iceberg. A successful DC-8 reflex saving throw allows a PC to jump atop one of these slow-falling icebergs and reach the ground unscathed. A failure check resolved in a missed leap and a swift final descent to the hard earth. Everybody roll a DC-8 reflex saving throw. Wait a second. Do we have rope? Do we have rope? I have rope, I believe. Can we uh, tie it to one person, have them leap across, and then have like a rope? No, no, no. They're like moving, and they're all swirling. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's every man for himself. Oh, my God, I passed. Okay. You missed? I passed. You passed, okay? The only one who actually passed. needs to fail is him. Yeah, I know, but I passed. Right? Okay, Jason. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, so you all jump on a different road and you're falling and you're and you're and you see the dwarf and he he grabs one and he just slips. It's too icy. It's turning and he slips right off. Can I save him? Bye. I was going to try to grab him. No, 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 no. no, I'm going to throw the amulet to him. Okay. I grab the amulet and I jump off after him. No, you guys are on separate icebergs. I throw the amulet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's every man for himself. You throw the amulet. Slow motion. The amulet's flying through the air. I'm going to say you're going to make an attack roll against okay. armor, a, a, a dexterity or agility-based attack roll okay. against um, armor class 10. Okay. To, to get yes. to him where he's falling. Gotcha. That's your old one. Uh, do I, I can't use my strength. I'm going to roll an 11. Okay. All right, Jason. Oh, you see all right, it, what? You see it coming at you. Oh, joy. I guess... Uh, what are we rolling? How about another DC eight? Uh, oh sure, really reflex dead. saving throw. No, seriously, you failed again. Yeah, spend some luck. He did. Can you spend any luck to get it up? I don't like you enough. Okay. Spend some luck. Just Fine. Just let it happen. Fine. I spend some stupid luck. There you go. Yes. You catch the amulet and you hear. Uh, it's Ogaltes. Say Ogaltes. 
That seemed like a chaos command what? to me. I command you oh, to say chaos. Okay. Oh, nice. 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 And at the last second, before you hit the ground, these two black wings of... of oh, this of is going to go well with Danthar. Appear out of your back and lower you to the ground with a last great crack that echoes through the land like a thunderclap. The soaring iceberg collapses, becoming a cloud of glittering icy vapor. Where the iceberg once floated is now a nimbus of colorful light that flickers and dances in the sky, transforming the landscape below into a fairyland of green, blue, and yellow. The glittering ice spreads across the sky, becoming a bank of ashen white clouds. Moment later, the first snowflakes begin to fall, collecting in your hair and clothes. Then, silently and without fanfare, the dancing lights in the sky streak off to the north, destined for some far-removed place and perhaps time. Somewhere else, children are stirring, their sickness vanquished as their souls return home. The threat of Jaktar is ended. His power of ice is overcome by you, the champions of fire and light. Oh, hey, let me roll my luck now. Luck or less. Here we go. No, you. you no, I was going to see if an iceberg landed on me. <laughs> that would be so funny. I made it! Um, I think I speak for the rest of us when I say I need a drink. Okay, so everybody gets four points of experience and two points of permanent luck to a maximum nice. of 18. All right. So, yes, we have to sleep 14 days. Bedtime. I mean, you, go, you, go you have to sleep 14 days. <laughs> right? I don't have to sleep 14 days. <laughs> All right. I just got to make it through the rest of this 24 hours. You guys go back to Edge Hill. We do? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. Do we know where Edge Hill is? I mean, I'm just... From where we are now? Yeah. You go back, you get your horses, get on your horses. Pony. They've been crushed. Yes. War, war Pony. War What's the name pony. of your horse? Uh, Sionis. Sionis, War Pony, and Nameless Horse 1 and 2 that you borrowed from the villagers, and you guys return to Edge Hill. And sure enough, the kids in Edge Hill that, you know, had gone into a coma yes. because of the red cap attack are yes. awake now, and everybody's praising you as heroes, and blah, 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 and the red woman comes back, and she, like, gives you the thumbs up and tells you the night is still dark and still full of terrors, but, you know, yes, you, did some, you did something good. Um, that kid that was talking crap to me, I put him back into a coma. <laughs> he was from a different little town. Damn it. What about Romeo? What about Romeo? <laughs> you search him, him too. Oh. I'm going to find him. <laughs> I'm going to look up his IP and then find out where he was. <laughs> and we're going to have a talking to. There can't have been that many dwarf kids that were under this curse. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to find him. But Romeo isn't from this village either? No. Oh, dang. So then? Yes. After a few days, you guys heal all your spell burn and all this stuff. Oh, okay. Then you guys head, <laughs> you guys head on to um, my flock of flocks, Mlurgnar? Yeah, that's the one. Do we get to keep the horses? No. Okay. What? Those are valuable, man. Yeah. Wait, that was your horse. It is. Well, yeah, place. they get to keep their horses. I, I, the yeah, lone horses. My pony is still with. He me. means the loaned horses. So then you guys head towards towards Mlurgnar. Mlurgnar. Uh, do you guys want to buy anything? Are you guys good? No, do you have... have to you actually didn't get any monetary treasure out of this adventure, did no, you? Not a single gold yeah. piece. Well, I still have money. I still have some money. I mean, but... I got this amulet of feather fall. I don't have it. Not really useful unless you're falling from a ziggurat that's flying in the sky. But All right, now, Michael, before I do this next thing, yes, I want you to know. This isn't personal. It's not personal. Uh, I want you to know, I, I, I put some serious thought into this. Okay. I don't do this flippantly. Right. You die. And <laughs> <laughs> you die. So you've been reading Van Richten's journal. I have been reading Van, Van Richten's journal. And I had this idea to like create a page of Van Richten's journal with all these little notes scribbled on the edges and all this stuff. It's going to be this awesome handout. I didn't have time for that. Okay. I'm trying to buy a condo. Right. So I just put the important little notes that he scrawled on the edge of the page on a sheet. Okay. But I made copies for everybody. Yes. Even though you you would be the mentioning these things yes, to yes. everybody. Yes. Just so we're not like, oh, hand it to me and let me look at it. Gotcha, hand it to me gotcha. And let, me, right. let me look at it. So we got notes. So these are all notes that were scrawled in the margins of Van Richten's journal. And you're noticing this stuff as you're traveling on the road to Mlurgnar. 
So take a look at that. Maybe uh, somebody could read some of them into the microphone so uh, the listeners know what's happening. So what I'm holding in my hand, dear listeners, is a document entitled Notes from the Margins of Van Richten's Journal. Um, there is a scribble that says dark powers equal dread lords. There's a scribble that says Lady Countess's birthday, hard frost 11, be back from Barovia by then. Which, of course, means he missed it. Um, <laughs> he, I don't think um, make that one. <laughs> that's like the middle of next month. It's going to miss it. Dread domains equals pocket dimensions, Shadowfell. What is the far realm? Um, you need more emphasis on the question marks. Oh, do you think I do? Yeah. Um, there's another scribble. Ask Ordemisus, that's a name, Ordemisus, if he has contacts that can find unexpurgated manuscripts of... Cults de Ghouls by Comte de Erlet, De Vermis Mysteries by Ludwig Prenn, Von Unausprechlichen Kulten by Von Junz Must Find Original Kvarchisch. Now, you would know um, that's the language of the eight cities. It's basically our version of German. Sure, sure. So technically, if you want, on your character sheets, you guys all speak this language. Lankmaries and Kvarchisch. Okay. Um, old Ones versus Outer Gods is another scribble. And Outer Gods is in quotes. Old Ones versus Outer Gods. Um, ha- another scribble. Haverthold Asylum with uh, bullet points. Destroyed by fire circa 70 years ago. Patients rioted? Ooh, Reputation nice. of being haunted persists to present day. Secret experiments? Mythos cult? Mythos cult! <laughs> <clears throat> Witnesses near House of Malak. Report suspicious activity. Day and night, strange cries can be heard issuing from behind the high estate walls. High estate walls? Every day. I did not question that. That wasn't a question. (laughs) (laughs) The question marks. Every day, herders deliver several carcasses of butchered sheep and pigs to feed what? I can't. I just can't do this. In him, this seems to be in like a special writing. In him, inexplicably mixed appeared. Much to be loved and hated, sought and feared. Gestalt Gollum, following in footsteps of VF. VF. Lord Stephen Malik, reclusive. Reclusive. Perhaps Lady Countessa can arrange an introduction. Arrange an oh, I'm sorry. Stop. Perhaps Lady Countessa can arrange an introduction. Cursed East, excuse me, Cursed Valley East of Edge Hill. Ooh, that sounds promising. Cursed Valley East of Edge Hill. <laughs> um, uh, friends, I found a mark here on the Cursed Valley East of Edge Hill. Became impassable uh, circa 200 years ago. Strahd von Zarevich, son of Barov von Zarevich? Grandson? What? <laughs> Vistani can come and go. Now you do it! Now you do it! <laughs> I'm done with you. You're cast out of the will. Be gone. <laughs> All right. That, inter- that, that last bit was pretty interesting. Like it involved us somehow, I think. Yeah, it's uh, almost like these are side quests. Dun, dun, dun. What's the main? Well, obviously the last one is his notes before he went to Barovia. Yes. Sounds like we've already done some of these. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Our next scene opens with you guys approaching the town of Mlergnar. Everybody open your phones up. And you should have received a um, so map smart. of the city itself. Now, what's this now? <laughs> you said Blurgnar? <laughs> Blurgnar. Just because Jason loves to add more paperwork to his uh, character, sh- uh, character stack, here's uh, just a brief explanation of what the different districts of Mlergnar are. You don't have to read the Mar-gnar. whole thing. Read them into the microphone. You no, see. you don't have to read them all in the microphone. Well, just, here we go. It's just the, di- it's just the different quarters of the city. So what are your uh, priorities? Having, uh, having read Van Richten's notes, what are you guys trying to do when you reach Mlergnar? I think we should go... Um, no. Should we inquire about the pocket dimension? He likes his Lady Contessa... Oh, yeah. I don't know that I'm saying the name correctly. Chantessa? I think it's Chantessa, yeah. Chantessa. So I think we should seek her 
to bring her the dread news that um, Von Richten has we passed. We should go. We, so we should go to her house. We should <laughs> throw pebbles at her door. Uh-huh. And when she opens it, we should go. Van Richten's dead. I feel like that's a bad way to go. Maybe one of us should get a loot. And another oh. one with some roses or something, and we can go up there and go ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. This, is from your, this is from your buddy Van Richten. Also, he is dead. dead. <laughs> and then we just fade away. We hand her some flowers and leave. She's just like, what? We have a message from your friend Van Richten. That's <laughs> I what like- I said. Van Richten's what I said. Also, he is dead. Ta da! You got to do it like a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Four yeah, bar yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Van Richten is dead. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to stay there with like a hat out so maybe she'll put yeah. some money in it <laughs> and it's one of those what are or those like wink at her and keep going Sully what are the hats they wear in the barbershop quartet yeah those little I don't like, know what they're called they're like made yeah. out of straw yeah those little straw hats right? with the yeah, little... yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all are wearing matching vests okay so this is this is the plan no this is yes, no. yes. No. wouldn't that just be the <laughs> that would be this is the quality content a complete mess. She collapses in front of us and we're like, I understand your friend is dead, but we did a really, we practiced a lot. We worked on this the whole, we worked on this song since Edge Hill. We've been practicing this thing yeah. for 14 days. And then like, we should do, so it should be like, at first, we're like, maybe she didn't hear us. Ben Rick is dead. Boom, 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 boom. Hold okay. that back up. Yeah, we're like, this is the time you put the tip in the hat. <laughs> this is that time we've come to. I'm going to need you yeah. to go ahead and tip okay. it. This tip is it, not tip, what tip. happens. This yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. But it would be hilarious. It would be very funny. This is a nightmare scenario. <laughs> so, yeah, I so think, you I guys think. try to find out who Lady Chontessa is? Yes. You immediately find out that she is the proprietress of the Slumbering Drake, a popular... Um, if you look at your, I think I even put it on your Mlergnar thing. In of the Slumbering Drake. It's in the Artisan's Quarter? Yes. So in the Artisan's Quarter, the Inn of the Slumbering Drake is owned by somebody named Lady Trontessa. Well, I think we should go find her. And tell her the bad news. Okay. And I think the person with the best personality should do it. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Great. He's dead. Oh. Well, you know, Van Richten. to... The interior of the um, the slumbering Drake. This huge room is the heart and soul of the inn. It's dominated by a polished mahogany bar with matching bar stools. A large stone fireplace adorns the east wall, complete with an oak mantle. Three more unusual features. Along the west wall is a circular target riddled with holes. This dartboard sees constant use each night as patrons engage in contests. Second, next to the large fireplace on the east wall is a pile of fluffy pillows. This is a favorite sleeping spot for Exnay, the pseudo-dragon. Oh, When she is not flolicking around the room, playing with patrons. Finally, to the right of the main entrance is a large padded wooden chair sized for an ogre. This is the throne for Cookie, the half-ogre bouncer who sits here whenever the tap room is open for business. Okay, so this is a reasonably upscale inn that has a tap room. Has a pseudo-dragon in it, a half-ogre. Has a half-ogre as the bouncer. He's He's sitting by the door when you guys walk in. Um... You guys notice the pseudo dragon coiled up like a cat next to the fireplace, and there's servers coming and going. You guys just say, "Excuse me, <laughs> pardon me." Yeah, can I pardon me? Okay, excuse me. One of the servers comes over to you. Hi, um, we have an urgent message for Lady Chantessa. Could we possibly have audience with her? Um, yes, of course. Have a seat, and I'll see if she can come see you. Thank you very much. Okay, so she shows you to a table. I order a wine. Do you now? 40 gold pieces. Oh my God, if it's 40, never mind. Arena is whispering. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No. Oh, no. No? No. You're the, so, no. Okay. okay. You're Sorry, the, I was getting in the headspace. Uh, here's the uh, choice of drinks. If you promise not to look at the rest of the page. Uh, common ale is five copper. A fancy ale is seven. Pumpkin spice You don't have to read the whole thing. What do you get? Yeah. Okay. I well, I would like to offer everyone the understanding of what's to offer. Common ale, fancy ale, pumpkin spice, imported dwarven stout. 
assorted meat and jerky cheese platter. This is this is platter. the voice of your server. Keep going, but doing the, the voice of your server. She like talks like this. Uh, you can like have a common ale, fancy ale, pumpkin spice ale, oh, you guys uh, cheese and fruit platter, bread and cheese platter, assorted honey. I'm still reading the list. Would you please give me a second? Listen, I'm new to this. I, I need this oh, job. Please, thank you very much. Assorted meat and jerky, meat, jerky, and cheese platter, assorted smoked fish platter, seasonal steamed and roasted vegetables. Uh, you can get a roast venison meal with herb potatoes, beef stew with crusty bread, poached trout with vegetables, assorted sweet cakes, pastries, or pie. How much for a uh, a flank of pseudo dragon? Uh, I don't see that in my list, sir. I don't know. How can, can you go and check with a chef and see what? <laughs> I will do that. What can I get for you, sweetie? Can I just get a water with no lemon? <laughs> I will ask the chef about that, sweetie. I what would you have? The bread and cheese platter. <laughs> One bread and cheese platter. Would you want to drink with that, sweetie? Sure. What kind of drink? I will be having a lemonade. What kind of drink do you want, sweetie? <laughs> Uh, we we don't have lemonade. I know that's for sure. Skin drink contact. the pumpkin spice. The pumpkin spice beer is the manliest drink they have. Skin contact uh-huh. and eye contact. That'll get you the best tip. Right. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank You're you very welcome. much. Thank you so much. You want the imported ale, a dwarven stout. We'll get you one of them. Yeah. And how about that delicious meat jerky and cheese platter? I think you'd love that, sweetie. You don't have enough of a beard for me to hit on. You got it, sweet. The cheese and jer- jer- meat jerky and that, that pumpkin spice. Not what and I what said. about you, you sweetheart a- 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 elf? Um, I think I would. I think I will have the pumpkin spice ale to start, and maybe some of that bread and cheese platter. Or no, no, the cheese and fruit platter. Cheese and fruit platter. Yeah. What? If, what if y'all, y'all? Should I just bring some appetizers for the table? Yeah, just bring. <laughs> that's a good idea. Thank you for. Thank you, voice in my head. We'll just bring something for the table. I had no so, idea when I handed Michael the list of things to eat <laughs> that it would turn into this extravaganza. But I, well, I'm going to drop off a gold coin. I think I'm glad pay it for did. everything. I'm glad it did. Yeah, absolutely. So as you guys are are digging into your appetizers, uh, Lady Chantessa comes over. Lady Chantessa stands about six feet tall with long, flowing, silver white hair. She appears to be in her early forties. So High young. cheekbones and slender facial features. She always wears fine silk gowns and flowery perfumes. She a dirty elf. She is. She looks like a dirty half elf to you. Oh, dirty oh, half mixed breed. Wait, half elves? Yes. You can't play those. No, you, you can't, can't play them, but, but they're, the DM can. But they're in the world. Oh, okay, well, Greetings. I am Lady Chantessa. I don't believe we've met. Uh, yes, ma'am. My name is Albert, and I. Uh, my name is Albert O, and I come from the city of or the town of Barovia. We all come from Barovia, actually. And um, we were reading a friend's journal. Um, I've totally forgot his name. My, Van Rudolph, 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 Rudolph Van Richten. Rudolph Van Richten. You know, you know that name, Rudolph Van Richten. Of course, I know Doctor Van Richten. Yeah. Um, well, he came to Barovia not too long ago, and he. he Joined us on a little excursion to this castle, and mm-hmm. he um, he bought it. Um, he bought the castle? No, no, he yes. passed away. He has passed. He died. Yes, ma'am. Yes. What happened? Yeah, what did happen to him? He- oh God! <laughs> People were falling left and right. We I, don't even remember. I believe that what happened was um, someone had a bad role. And, well, yeah, but when did he die? Or no, someone had a good role. I think it was, he was with us at the beginning when we first got to the castle. No, he died to the wolves. Nope. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. no, because... That was my character yeah, that died. He died at the wolves. Um, was, sorry, listeners. Just, just, just because I've listened to every episode so many times, uh, remember the accountant... He was killed in yes. that room. Yes. He was killed in, he was killed yes. in the room where the accountant um, was. He was, he was killed by some undead beings in a room where we were fighting these undead things. And he, oh. he, was, he perished there. And then you guys turned around and re-killed him so he wouldn't raise say. Well, we're going to leave that out. <laughs> we're going to leave that little bit out. <laughs> okay, Unfortunately, so just... our uh, GM would not let us roll the body. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> ah... Yes, those are the harsh rules of Dungeon Crawl Classics. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm, I'm deeply grieved to hear of the death of my friend. He was, 
He was a great man. Doing he wrote okay, a in a journal wait, wait. and mentioned he wanted to come back for your birthday. Happy birthday. And, and then... <laughs> and then <laughs> we brought you a gift. It's his head. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. We are sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Well, I thank you for bringing me this news. And um, do I at least have the consolation of knowing that the vampire that he went to destroy has, has been... Well destroyed. Murdered. Super Indeed, dead. he is very much dead and super dead, as my yeah. lady friend mentioned. Well, no. do you know what constitutes a stake? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is a very good question because we were wondering if it had we to be wood. We'll see if, if these guys metal, can get a decent lead on it. an adventure <laughs> next time. You're in a tavern. There's a there's twenty-one uh, uh Plot okay. hooks in we here. Continue, but you have to keep that in. <laughs> okay. I just want you guys. I just want to have an idea of what quest you're going on next oh, week. Oh, yes. it won't matter because we'll choose whatever opposite of whatever we picked the day yeah. before. No, you got to pick now, and then in two weeks you go on it. Yeah. Well, how do I mean? Honestly, speaking to you as a player. Yes. So, do we just bring up the fact that he wanted to be introduced to Stephen Malice in this? You could, for example. Okay. Yeah. Witnesses near the house of Miles report suspicious activity. So, so I'll work that into the conversation. I'll be like, um, so while we were reading the journal, he mm-hmm. mentioned something about the house of Malik reporting <laughs> suspicious activity and was hoping that maybe you could do an introduction to this uh, yes, Lord well, Stephen Lord, Malik. Lord Malik um, is uh, one of the nobles of the city. He is reclusive. And um, many strange rumors have begun to be passed in the city about exactly why all these carcasses are brought to his estate. Strange sounds are heard. Is he a necromancer? Something like that. I know that Rudolph was curious about um, finding out exactly what was going on. I, I think Rudolph was convinced that there was some sort of evil power at work here in Mlurgnar. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> And so he was uh, wanting to find out, you know, if that's what he did. He, he researched the, the strange and unexplained and, and tried to put a stop to lurking evils. Um, I could definitely try to arrange for an invitation so that you could go to uh, Castle Malik or Malik Manor or whatever it's called on there. Do you, do you know anything about these suspicious activity? No, he was, uh, he was interviewing people who lived in the area and servants, these kinds of things, trying to find out more. Does this sound familiar? In him, inexplicably mixed appeared, much to, lo- much to be loved and hated, sought and feared? No, sounds like bad poetry. It is, but I <laughs> yes. have a question if you've ever heard it. No, I've never heard that before. Okay. Do you happen to know any, like, say... People that need some rats cleaned out of a basement. That, you know, like, say, seven basements. Also, I understand that well, it's weird that we have your friend's diary and we are not going to give it to right. you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, want his, I want his journal to be um, in the hands of those who will carry on his work. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. This is definitely sure. Alberto's journal now. So, Alberto, yeah. it's interesting that you should bring up if there are any giant rats in the cellar. Because, of course, there are not. But... Well, that seems rude. As a dwarf and your mighty feud barbaric friend here, mm-hmm. seems like uh, you guys might be interested in... I sometimes fund expeditions into the nearby Stonehell dungeon. Um, oh, why to is retreat. it Stonehell? Well, it, supposedly, uh, the, it was a prison. Mm-hmm. And it kind of became, uh, the prisoners were used to dig out the dungeon, and they were sort of digging their own hell in stone. Uh, as you can see, Michael Curtis's excellent mega dungeon, I sometimes hire adventurers such as the two of you to go in there and recover books and so forth. Would you say numerous adventurers? <laughs> I've hired numerous adventurers numerous times to go in there. Is there, let's say, seven points worth of experience in that dungeon? (laughs) And um, what do you mean by... Oddly specific. I'm I'm handing out different different hooks to different people. It would be all of you, obviously. We're not splitting the party. As the evening goes on, 
Well, let's do that. I mean, let's go that while we're waiting for this Stephen Malik thing to go on. Yeah, we can do that while we're waiting for her to get us. As the evening goes on, yes. you guys are maybe talking. You're, you find some dwarves there from the dwarf quarter, and you're talking about dwarf stuff, and, and the barbarian is talking about barbarian stuff. And then... <laughs> Oh God! Irina is kind of off by herself a little bit, right? Oh, of course. And she's she's talking to some people or whatever. Uh, these two individuals approach you, right? Mm-hmm. Which I've just sent you pictures of. Oh, it's those two who have approached you. Yeah, Banner. yeah. Like they're in the they're in the in the tap room, it's and Banner. these two figures come up to you. Okay. Right. And I'm the, not familiar with the movie. Just a heads up. You don't need to be. Okay. It's Kenneth Branagh. It's That's Kenneth Branagh and um, Emma Thompson. And uh, they come up to you, and the, the, the gentleman is like, unless I am mistaken, you are a, um, what are they called? A witcher, a hunter, a, a sentinel. You are a sentinel, one of the warrior monks of Justicia. Yes. <laughs> oh, our prayers have been answered. Oh, yes, she'll be perfect. Listen, we need... Sentinelizing. We need your help. You, of all people, will certainly come to the aid of poor players. In a very Witcher fashion, I go, <laughs> What? Do you need me to kill a monster or not? Well, no, not exactly to kill a monster. Something much more weighty is at stake. Come, sit with us. You sit down with them. You don't have to take the plot hook, you're just getting the plot hook. I okay. go and sit with them. Okay, yeah, but yeah. But I yeah. do it very like Arena's exhausted. She's right, 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 tired. right. She's right. like, you guys, I'm just trying to enjoy. I just killed a god. <laughs> I killed a freaking vampire lord. Right. I just want to enjoy a cup of something to drink. Cup of water with no lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you want. No, 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 no. It can't be that simple. So here's here's the deal with them. They have written this play. Oh. Uh, they, his name is, is Jallo of Ratskitter Court, and her name is Miss Sibla. And they, they are the, the leading man and the leading lady of a up-and-coming group of players. But he also wrote it, and he is also directing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be that much more insufferable. Right, right. It. Well, of course. I mean, I know what he's doing. the lead actor, of course. But the deal is... Um, They have written this play that is a farce of a local lord. And it is it has brought out some of his 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 bad behavior and his mistreatment of the poor. And then uh, Miss Cybola is like, yes, yes, do do your impression of him, honey. And he's like, "Okay, it's going to be great. It's going to be it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. I'm going to send my knights out bigly. I'm going to, I'm going to, what is that? Bigly. I hear you saying it, but I don't know what that is. Bigly, big, bigly. bigly. That's what is one of his words is bigly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bigly. It's going to be, we're going to, we're going to build a wall around Merlurgnar and we're going to get the ogres to pay for it. (laughs) And she like does a little applause of of his awesome impression. She's like, Oh, it's the best. Right. She's I've like, ever seen she's like pointing at him. Oh, I love no, she's it. pointing at him like, see, see what I mean? See how good he is. See his <laughs> talent. Do you not see? <laughs> okay. The Lord that they are mocking. I don't want to get my phone out. Next, next time on Mighty Deeds, we will have better recording equipment, friends. Just stick with us for two more episodes, and we're going to upgrade all our recording equipment. Wonderful. Anyway. Two more episodes. This is a this is the hook to an adventure called Acting Up in Lankmar, which we will call Acting Up in Mlurgnar. I love it. Where you go, and they've they've written this play that mocks this local lord, and now he's threatened to shut them down, and you go and you help protect the theater, and you're behind the scenes, and there's all this great antics. It's a really fun adventure. So they're, you know, tell, so they're telling her about, oh, if you don't help us, the lord is going no, to shut our play down. Have time for a game of Gwent? <laughs> The, the I joke. don't have time. <laughs> you It'll guys have changed from our normal. Well, here, that's what that's what I want to say. So, the feel of the three different hooks that you have in front of you are very different. If you follow the Van Richten's journal thread, you're going to go back into sort of a horror Ravenloft kind of feel, mm-hmm. which I love. I'm not. I'm not talking. It's an awesome. I have an awesome idea for that. 
there's just a straight ahead mega dungeon that you guys could just go explore a little bit and do some fights and learn some stuff. You could leave anytime you want. You could right. do a couple levels of the mega dungeon and decide, oh, let's go back to the city. Or you guys could run through acting up in Lankmar and it's a little acting more. Acting up in Mer- Mer- Yeah, Yeah, acting up in Mergnar. It's a little more lighthearted. And then we'd see where we would go from there. So we are going to talk about it off the air. And uh, they will be launching into their next adventure next time we get together on Mighty Deeds. Mighty Deeds is a production of the Murfreesboro Murder Hobo Old School Gaming Association. We're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics from Goodman Games, set in Fritz Leiber's World of Nawan. Original music is provided by yours truly and by Joey Hodge. You can check out more of his music at joeyhodge.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for more Mighty Deeds.